What is up, Brew and Bullshit fans? Thank you for tuning back in to the show. If you guys are new to our show, be sure to go to brewandbullshit.com. You can find everything you need to know about the show, latest episodes. Uh, we'll have merch very soon. Uh, the About Us, contact information, all these things. You can find that at brewandbullshit.com. Mr. Andrew, what's up, brother? What's going on, Corey? Not much, man. I appreciate you stopping by, bro. How was the traffic? Uh, it actually wasn't bad. Uh, once uh, I drive, I live on the east side of Houston. So yeah. When I work even further out east, so coming out here was like a forty-five minute drive. Did you mention it was like a Channel View, like closer to so that? So I side? live in Channel View, but I work in Mont Bellevue. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Yeah. Oh man, you're good. So you're not too far away from. Oh, Southeast Texas? Uh, no, just t- close enough that I can go out and touch it if I need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, I miss Houston, bro. How's, how's everything, you know, this year and uh, on that side of well, Texas? I live in the northeast side, so they finished it years ago. So yeah. other than that, the traffic isn't too bad as long as you're not driving anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man, the Galleria area, southwest Houston. Bro, the Southeast loop Houston. and shit, man, oh, you, yeah. you're going to be stuck in that traffic for a good hour or so. You better leave a few hours ahead of time. 100%. You traffic know? starts at 3 o'clock. Rush hour traffic starts at 3. <laughs> yeah, and it's like nowadays, you know, I miss that city so much, but it's like nowadays, man, it's in any artery, 59, 45, 610, uh, the Beltway, any artery of Houston, you're stuck in traffic. I-10, you know, you're... um. Yeah, you're consumed. You're like, you better. And you can't be a timid driver either. That's what I tell people all the time. You better learn how to, you so know, it's move funny. over. <laughs> every time, every t- literally almost every time I come home, yeah, I get somebody flip me off or they brake check me. Or For sure, yeah. They're like trying to like get me to pull over. And I'm like, what is going on? I forget that they're not used to people nah. being right up on them. And it's like and a being, normal thing. And being aggressive, you know, yeah. like back back here. Like it's people drive slow here compared to where, exactly. you, where you're at now, you know. I can't tell you how many times I've been coming up on somebody and they brake check me I'm like I'm just so used to everybody riding everybody's ass basically yeah because we're all trying to get to the same place as quick as we can straight up man yeah and I see, bro I see you in a truck now man I know like coming up you were um for everybody listening uh Andrew and I we we came up together uh you were in the car scene what made you Ooh, switch man. over I was in the car scene for years you know <laughs> yeah. I had my, my Honda Civic yeah. 215s in the trunk Still you you had it in shows, didn't you? Yeah, I had it in shows until my little brother wrecked it. <laughs> uh, he decided he wanted to go somewhere one night and not know how to drive a standard. Uh, yeah. After that, I didn't have one for a while. Had an F two fifty. Yeah. Um, wow, what did I do? Oh, I traded a four wheeler for an HRX. Yeah. Or, no, CR CRX. That was a little little hatchback. Yeah, yeah. CRX. We, we called them the uh, the T Rex. Yeah. That was a <laughs> death trap. And then, uh, oh man, I forgot. It. I'm skipping cars here. I've had I've had 18 vehicles, so I'm like trying to keep up in my head. Damn. So yeah. after the Civic, I got the G35. Yeah. That was my first car that I bought myself. Which do you prefer, Honda or Nissan? Now, <sighs> man, <laughs> this... Nissan's got a certain place in my heart because I'm such a Skyline fan. Yeah, and there's just something about what's crazy about with Nissan, bro. I had a G35 and a 350Z. What's crazy about it is even the the GTRs. If you do the right shit to the uh, the G35 or 350Z, they sound like a fucking GTR, like a baby oh, version. The G35 in Japan is actually the Nissan Skyline GT350. Oh, so they're actually a Skyline. If you look at the, the taillights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's got a very Skyline feel to it. Yeah, I like uh, that. I, the v, VQ engine, I like it a lot. I totaled that car out 
after that, bought a truck because I was like, I need a truck. And yeah. Like, All right, well, I'm itching to get another car. So I got, that's when I got the, the CRX. Yeah. And then eventually I made my way around and I had another Civic Si. And then I bought a 1996 Nissan 240 yeah. with a RB25. No shit. My sergeant uh, here in Beaumont when I was in the reserves had built and put together. But he hand tightened everything so (laughs) i dealt with a lot of issues and finally i just got fed up with spending money on vehicles that i can't damn he had an rb in that bitch man yeah so that's a for y'all that don't know what an rb25 is that's an imported nissan skyline engine absolutely it's an inline six with a single turbo Uh, i bet it was a lot of fun though it was fun but it never really ran right and i was always having issues i had fixed ball bearings and i mean i just ball joints and all kind of just it became more of a hassle i was like you know what i'm just tired of messing with it because at the time i did the 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 real bachelor style i had an f-250 and a 36 foot camper and i just moved around houston man i want to go down somewhere for the weekend i'd hook up my camper and go down to the beach for the weekend or whatever and then i had this little car i had to tote around so i was like you know what i'm just done yeah yeah, I'm still I'm still an import fan. I still do uh, still JDM board. Yeah, I still media, I do a bunch of media production for some people that do JDM cars and yeah. stuff like that. And the uh, the the car scene out in Houston is just so crazy, bro. It is insane. <laughs> it's it is crazy, crazy, dog. Man. I got a, there's a guy I know right now. We're fixing to get ready to make a, a Spider Man Deadpool video with his car. He's got a thousand horsepower GTR mm. just sitting in his garage, and that's like a normal thing in Houston. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, it's um. What made you uh, uh, want to move, like, out of the area to, like, Houston or, like, a bigger city? Well, honestly, I didn't originally plan on it. Uh, I joined the reserves. I got back home. And within a week of being home, my aunt worked for a chemical plant out in Houston. Yeah. And she said they're hiring. So I applied and just one thing led to another. And then I actually ended up getting hired. So I moved out to Dayton first and realized that there was nothing there. So I moved uh, <laughs> From Dayton, I moved yeah. into Baytown and then Kingwood and then back to Crosby. I've kind of been around quite yeah. a bit, you know, And but go where the work was. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that's, um, you know, like I was just telling you, man, I moved off to Houston at a really young age. Um, I miss it, but it's it's nice coming back home. You know, as we get older, it's nice being back in a small area, considering everything going on. Um, especially this year, you know, it seems to me like everyone's moving to like smaller areas. I mean, now, granted, you're in a good area, you know, East Houston. It's not crazy. You can still touch the city, but you're not necessarily in the city, you know. So um, I think uh, more and more people are going to not only move from different states here, but they're going to gravitate towards like a Channel View or Southeast Texas, you know, because they're not you can get around and it's easier to get around. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, just the works here, man. I can't tell you. I actually knew three guys that I was in the military with when I told them that I can make $10 an hour sitting on a bucket in a plant watching somebody else do work. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, what do you mean? $10 an hour is good money. I go, that is on the low man on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. And then you tell them about what our interest rates and mortgage and stuff is. I know three guys that pack their stuff or they get home and move down here. No shit. Yeah, just yeah. up north, man. It's just expensive. Yeah, expensive as shit. It seems like a lot of people from whether it be north, west, east, they're – uh, their first stop when they move to Texas is Austin. It always is, man. It always <laughs> you is. You know, Austin, then Houston, then the you know, Southeast Texas area. Uh, you are saying you lived in Austin for a little bit? Yeah, right after I graduated high school. Um, went to Concordia. Uh, was there for six months, first semester. Realized that really – so I was trying to get my business degree because I've always wanted to own my own business. Yeah. And then realized that a business degree is not going to get me to where I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> so – and then the traffic, man. Oh, I worked at Abercrombie. 
right? Uh, so finally, it took me two and a half months to get a part-time job because th- there's so many kids in that town. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, getting a waiting job, like, if you got a job as a waiter, like, you, you held on to it. Yeah. So it would take me 47 minutes or so to go five miles to get to work. God damn. So it was just a very stressful time. I was like, you know, I'm going to come home, regroup, and figure out what I really want to do because yeah. this whole idea of, I need to graduate high school and know exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, I'm almost 30 now, and I still don't know what I want to do. Yeah, bro, a lot of us don't. We don't know what the fuck's going on, (laughs) you know? I think it's just uh, taking it day by day, and honestly, whatever makes you the happiest, you know? Whatever, whatever's going to make you money where you can provide for your family, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, I stayed in Austin for about, I was telling you, about two years, bro, and yeah, two years was enough for me i love the city but it's it for me it felt like one of those cities you can go visit have a good time have a good weekend then i'm, I'm trying to go back home oh, somewhere yeah, I mean, else. me and my wife we love austin like i, I like the camp i like the hike I yeah like you guys that. come off as like austinites you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, like just yeah. like going through your uh, instagram page and everything you guys come off as like people that live in austin have badass little crib out there and shit man, we love it man but that's not a place we're gonna stay stay you know yeah. we'll go and visit but the roads aren't very wide the people are kind of okay sometimes you know <laughs> yeah. so it's you go visit for the weekend and come home yeah i hear there's they're having like a, a really bad like austin's always had a problem with like homelessness homeless people but i hear it's getting like really bad right now i'm not sure man the last time i was there and actually dealt with some homeless people it was i, I i've done quite a bit of traveling and i've yeah. definitely dealt with real homeless people yeah but it seems like they're making a living out of it in Houston, oh for I mean, in sure Austin, so sure uh yeah, it's just that whole that old city's going. Uh, it's hard to explain. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's glad to. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, it's it's an honor to have you know closer to home now. Honestly, I thought you were still in Austin, so that's why I like because I'd, I'd follow your page, you know, on IG and everything with the videos. But I thought you were still in Austin. That's why I didn't immediately reach out. You know, I was like, damn, he probably won't come this way, or you know, what I'm saying it'd be man, hard for it was, me to come out that to way. Me is people complain like when I met people in so. People from Orange and Beaumont, yeah. when you say, hey, this is 30 minutes away, okay, I'll be there in a little bit. you know. Uh, but yeah. in Houston, they're like, oh, that's 30 minutes across town because literally every part of town has everything you need. Exactly. So when you tell somebody it's a 30-minute drive, 20, minute, 20 miles, they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so far. <laughs> so I grew up so used to making long-distance drives. Yeah. Like, I've When I was training for my last competition I did, I was driving to Dallas just to go train for an hour and come back home twice a month. To me, it's no big deal. Three-hour drive, go do what I want to do, come yeah. back, you know. But you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to go drive three hours, go do something for a little bit and come back. They're like, they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also crazy, though. Like, you know, uh, a place like Houston is you can be – somebody can be 30 minutes away or something can be 30 minutes away. Um, it's going to take you maybe an hour to get oh, there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hour and a half. Depending on what time of day it is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, you know, I also know people out here. It's all these sexes, man. I'm like, yo, let's go. Let, let's meet up at this place. I stay in Mid-County, you know, and it'll be like a place in Beaumont. They'll also be in Mid-County. And they're like, man, oh, man, it's like 20 minutes away. That's too far. It's all but, highway and the highway's open. Like, it's open. There's no <laughs> lights, you know? You come across maybe two lights before that, wherever you're going, you know? Man, what blows my mind the most, and it, I kick myself <laughs> in the butt from us not doing this more as kids like you know we spent so much time when we turned 18 19 like going to lake charles oh yeah yeah that's a solid hour hour and 15 minutes yeah Yeah. there's the same two clubs we always go to the every freaking weekend (laughs) yeah but when i finally moved to houston and started going out in houston i was like it's an hour and a half drive 
we drive to the lake every weekend growing up. But if I'd yeah. have known what Houston was like, I'd have, I'd have been out there a lot more. For sure, because, I mean, there's, you know, bro, that there's so much shit in Houston. It's its own world. Whatever you want to get into, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, you can go to Houston, Texas and do all these things. Oh, 100%. You know? What I liked the most about it is when I went out, you know, when you walk into a bar in Southeast Texas, yeah. you've got eyes on you. Because oh, yeah, somebody yeah. going to know you. Somebody, they're going to eyeball you go to a bar and he's nobody gives a fuck. You're a stranger, bro. You're a stranger and yeah. everybody's a stranger. And it's like, it's yeah. just that free atmosphere of just like, you can actually go out and have a good time. I have to look over your shoulder. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And Kaylee and I talked about it. it. There's just something about, you know, for people like us, there's something about like going somewhere and literally nobody knowing who you are. I like it a lot. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like go out and meet new people and you don't have to worry about being like some eyes being on you or being under a, a scope. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, why, is, why is he over there talking to those people? They're weird. Like, exactly. Oh, I'm with well, what is weird nowadays? Exactly. Like, there is no normal. Well, for as long as I've known you since like high school, you know, you were a lot. We're a lot alike, you know, in the sense of we talked and hung out with whoever the fuck we wanted to hang out with. Yeah, everybody was a friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't this person's weird or that person's that. Because you don't know what the fuck was going through that person's head that day. You know what I'm saying? And that it wasn't a fearful thing, but it's just everybody's got to have friends. Everyone needs, you know, someone to talk to. So I looked at these people like, man, it's just somebody I can hang out with. You know, he seems cool. I want to hear his story. You know, I'm just learning about that person, you know. Well, even like growing up, you know, it's it's, it's kind of the same thing right now in my life. Like, I'm, I'm very diverse. Like, yeah. Like, mentally, creatively, whatever. So, like, growing up, it's no problem for me to go fishing, come back home, and then go watch Dragon Ball Z and, yeah. <laughs> like, some real anime, you know, and be able to have those same two conversations at the same time. Yeah. But in Southeast Texas, those clicks don't run together. That's not normal. Right, you know? like, right. It, it just doesn't happen. So, yeah, like, when you no. go somewhere else that it's a little more open, it's like, yeah, you just pretty much make friends with everybody because you're used to it. Yeah, yeah. But what, what's so weird about that, like, uh, I don't know, it's almost ironic because it's like, you know, people are cliquish out here. But it's like a lot of the people that are like just so diverse are bred out here as well. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we can't all link up and, you know, and, and hang out. You know, we have to go elsewhere for us to, you know, to, to really, you know, meet and be, be more, you know, have more I friends and everything. I never even actually thought about that. You know what I'm saying? It's so yeah, weird, exactly though. exactly what you're saying. Like, we, like, you'd have each creative individual, but yeah. they would never all, we can't all meet up. <laughs> yeah. But if we're all, like, all in the same city, it'd be like no problem. Right. Know, like outside of here, you know? Yeah. Wow, yeah. You know, like you go somewhere else and it's just like, fuck. Like people, I just being in Houston or Austin, I'm sure it was the same for you. People would always be like, man, damn, like that, that Corey guy, man, he's a pretty cool guy, you know? And I tell him where I'm from. I'm like, damn, you're from there. You, you know this, you know about that. Like, yeah, I know. And then I tell them, I know a lot of people that are from where I'm from and they're just like me. You know what I'm saying? But it's just so odd to me that. But you also know a lot of people from this area that don't know much outside of this area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Outside the bubble of the golden triangle, the world is a mystery. Yeah, straight (laughs) up, bro. What made you want to just like burst out of that bubble, though? Well, man, honestly, you know, it was really just coming home and getting a job outside of that. And and before that, before I joined the military, I worked in Alabama for a little while. Uh, Me, uh, my buddy Craig and Greg, we all got, we went down there and worked the oil spill. And I met a lot of really different individuals. We stayed there for about six months or so. And that was my first real taste of what life was like outside oh, of okay, Southeast okay. Texas. And that's when I realized that I don't want to stay here. Like, I want to travel. I want to meet other people. Like, I want to go see stuff, you know. like yeah. And that's been one of my biggest things is when I finally got a good job. Like, every year, I, I, I'm trying to go to a different country every single year. And ah, like, Okay. Man, man, it blew my mind. This this is gonna be totally left left field, but no, like my good, very bro. first time going out of the country. Go ahead. Um, the very first time that I went out of the country, 
you know, everybody else was Mexico. Everybody went to Mexico, you know. Yeah. Well, not me. I never had the money to do that. So my very first time out of the country was Thailand. No and shit. And on that flight over there is a lot of Europeans. And this girl sitting next to me was 19 years old from Sweden by herself traveling. Me, as an American, was yeah. like, what? Yeah. What do you mean you're traveling by yourself? Yeah. Are you meeting your family there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, we're such a society that's so conservative that something like that just seems outrageous and unsafe. But over there, it's pretty normal. It's normal, right? And that's when I really got a taste of... You know, there's a lot more to see in this world yeah. than what's in this little area, you know? Yeah. I think we, uh, we there's just like this uh, maybe narrative, if you will. Like, you know, you, you go to school, uh, you, high school, you go to college, you learn a trade or something, and then you stick to that. Um, and then that's it, you know? And the last one, we were, uh, we were talking about that. You know, he was just saying how, you know, if the neighbors, you know, the guy had a nice boat, nice truck. You know, he got up, you know, put on his, his plant shit, went to work, rents, repeat, same shit every day. You know, it's like, that's nice, but it's like some of us want more. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, he's making money. But what happens when uh, a COVID-19 or a hurricane comes through? He d- dude doesn't have a job. What are you going to do then? I think that's when, like, the entrepreneurship should step in. You know, that mentality. People like us, you know, you you want multiple streams of income, if you will, you know. Like, there's just so many... Uh, different ways nowadays to make money and just so just sticking to like a normal uh, nine to five shouldn't be the only option. But some people only know nine to five. And it's hard yeah, for them to yeah. visualize what we see, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like me personally, when I see a 16 year old kid doing YouTube reviews, making half a million dollars a year, I'm like, why am I getting up at two thirty in the morning to go make somebody else right, money? You know, right, so right. yeah. Plus, it's just the creative side of it. Like, I don't. I want to enjoy what I do daily, but I don't yeah. want to do the same thing every day. Yeah. And like, I'm, I asked him, but I'll ask you as well. Like, do you think uh, just like having an entrepreneurial like mindset, uh, you think it's inherited or you think it, it can be taught? I do not think it's inherited because I'm the only person in my family with yeah. my mindset. For real? Um, my, I am an oddball. <laughs> I am not like anybody else. Everybody else in my family worked. Yeah. They had, they had kids. Yeah. They did all that some of the cars some didn't and that's it that's their life i have always been different like my i i was severely ocd in high school mm. uh closet was color coordinated everything was had a place everything had a place to be yeah and i always knew i wanted more yeah uh but didn't quite know what that more was oh okay you know? i got you and in the last five to six years, I probably have 25 to 30 now, yeah. but I'm finally starting to figure it out yeah. and I'm starting to narrow it down. But, uh, yeah, I honestly don't think in like, entre- I know people like go to school and for business and entrepreneurship, Yeah, but I honestly think if you're not really born with it, it's not, there's a certain level of fire and drive yeah. that people like us have for that sure. you can't teach. Right. Right. And also like. It's sad because like nowadays, uh, just like this, you know, just that title, it's um, it's become like a trend or like a fad, you know, and people think, look, I can start a YouTube channel, have uh, 500 followers and then I rap. I'm an entrepreneur. No, you got to have multiple businesses, you know what I'm saying? Or just have that mindset, aspire to have that many businesses, more than one, you know, and make them successful. Like people like us, we wake up every day. I think about, Tony and I talked about this. I think about how can I make money every day? Robert Kiyosaki said it best. An employee works for money. An entrepreneur finds ways to make money, you know? Like, so we wake up and we just have this fire, like you said, you know? 
and uh, it's it's beautiful, man. Like I wish I could get all you guys in one room. Everybody I know that are entrepreneurs, I have that mindset. Wish we could all get in one room and just man, it's, it's chop funny, it up. It's funny that you say that because actually, right after my so right after I started going viral on TikTok, I uh, started a Facebook group because I wanted to. My thing is, I really enjoy helping people. Like, like I don't want to hold the knowledge that I have in for myself. Like, I yeah. want to let other people know it and then use it for their advantage. So I started a Facebook group for people like that who really wanted to get more involved and learn more and do more. And I found out that people say, but it's it's that 365 is hard to it's hard to keep up with people. Everybody says they want to be an entrepreneur and then until exactly. it comes down and then. Exactly. But when I am around other people like that, it's yeah. insane. It is. Oh, for sure. It's like the, the creative like juices just get to flowing. Well, you know. Like everybody says, you are the company you keep. Sure and enough, yeah. uh, if you're around a bunch of people like that, then all of a sudden it's like y'all all we're all benefiting because we're all feeding off each other. Yeah, yeah, man. I was just uh, telling someone uh, this was last week. I was telling her, you know, so I moved back to Southeast Texas. You know, I've, I've been here for about three and a half years now. Um, you know, beforehand, I never really like dove off into the Beaumont scene, mid county. I knew people from around these this, these places. You know, we grew up with them, but I never knew that there was cool ass like breweries in the area or people that had that mindset. And now, you know, just with the show, I'm meeting these people. And so now, same thing, bro. When I get in the room with them, I can't shut the fuck up. You, you know, can't. like it's, like, it's just <laughs> so one of my best experiences so far. Oh, I say it. It's been kind of a double thing. So a couple of years ago, and I, I've been competing in bodybuilding for several years. No and, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually had my. I haven't in the last two years just because of getting married and yeah. COVID. And Dude, that else seems and, like that world. You guys like that seems hard. Like you have to be fucking strict on yourself. Dude, you know? four years straight. I mean, knowing exactly what to the gram I'm eating every single day. No you know, shit. Like, how much cardio am I doing this week? Like, I mean. I have Excel spreadsheets with everything I've eaten for the last, you know, like my body did this when I ate this, like, yeah. I, but I'm very precise with all that. And it finally yeah. paid off because I have terrible genetics. Was <laughs> that, was that something you were always into or is it just something you decided it kinda, to? It kind of fed into, into it. So okay, like okay. I, I was still good friends with Logan Franklin at the time. Yeah. He first did his first competition. Yeah. And after that, that's when I knew like this is, uh, and I changed like, my, I want to change my lifestyle. I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, I'm fat. Yeah. I'm drinking beer every weekend, going riding four wheelers. Like, <laughs> Me right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want this anymore. I've always been the little guy, and I spent four years, and now I'm no longer the little guy. <laughs> yeah, Jack, uh, bro, for sure. So, but it, it, it is hard. It is. You, yeah. I made a lot of sacrifices, but on that tangent, I knew I was in a group called FitnessModels.com. Yeah, there was this millionaire guy uh, that I know very well. Um, he he owns the domain of Steroids.com. So like oh, the shit. dude's got he's pretty well off. Huh? Yeah. His name's Brian. He's he's actually a, probably one of the greatest people I've ever met. Yeah. So he had this idea to bring a bunch of people, fitness models together, and basically start like a database online. Yeah. And we sell fitness model supplements, but through our own name oh, and yeah. stuff like that, and start building. He wanted to build like a like a model database, and it, he had a really good idea of it. Yeah. But bodybuilders were all entrepreneurs. Yeah. It, it takes a certain level of dedication to do what we do. Yeah. And when you have an entire room full of people like that. Yeah. 
more than 90% of those people did something else on the side than For sure. Well, I, dude, I, I swear to God, I was just telling Tony this this morning. Like, if you go to, like, a big gym, right, and you look in the parking lot, the co- vehicles in the parking lot are all nice as fuck. So that showed me alone. I mean, I know I'm, fi- I'm fit like shit. <laughs> but that showed me alone. Like, it starts with fitness, and that changes your mindset, and you can become super successful. I mean, maybe a fat person can be successful, but, like, if you want to be super successful, you got to take care of the temple Man, first. It's, it's so it's such a split dynamic. You know, I follow a lot of business podcasts and stuff like that. I really like Jason Capital because he's he's younger. He's he's really oh into, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, he talks okay. about he does an hour meditation and body enhancement or working out every day. And holy, shit. I'm a firm believer because yeah. like compiled or at one time. No, like so he gets up in the morning. He does like work for like three hours, and yeah. then at the same time every day he goes in. He does his meditation. God he does whatever. Damn. And that's kind of what I was. You know, with my working out. I've switched jobs. My schedule, my shift schedule actually changed. And I'm still having a hard time adjusting. But you lower your stress levels. Yeah. You, you're, you're, bo- you're working on your body and your mind. So, and I'm also a big believer in that if you're not eating right, yeah. your, your mental capacity can't function properly. Right, you know? right, right. And that's the, the, that's the issue I'm having right now. You know, just to go, to go type shit. You know, it's convenient. But it's, it's taking a toll on me mentally, physically. You can't think straight. You know, you can only run on caffeine for so long. And yeah, I, I do it a lot. Trust me. <laughs> for my wife to look at me like you need to sleep and you need to eat a bunch of food. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're right. And then even one or two days in the gym here or there, we like I, I can feel the difference. My, my yeah. body just feels that stress relief. You know, for sure. That's just something about that gratification, bro. Even like uh, now, like I'll go. You know, it, it might take <laughs> it might take me 15 minutes to run a fucking mile, but like I'll go and do it. You know, or hit like a uh, you know hit some weights or something right after. Just sweating and just the relief after like i feel amazing you know after the shower and everything you know so i get it you know um i guess just getting into the routine a routine every day is uh it's a little bit harder for me but uh yeah you you guys that are into like bodybuilding and shit man it's uh it's impressive man it's it's rough and i tried the whole trainer thing that didn't work out so well people nah. people aren't dedicated you know people say they want it you know and they really don't yeah yeah so uh, would it like piss you off that they would like give uh, up or well, not, not on you, but on themselves. It would, it would disappoint me because I did a lot of things for a lot less money than most people would. Yeah. And for somebody not to realize what I'm doing for them, right. like I'm trying to help you. Right. And that's when I found out I have too much heart for that. Mm. And I basically had to quit and say, look, I can't do it. Like, there's a lot of things I can't do because I put too much heart into it, expecting other people to give the same. For sure. You know? Well, and the biggest thing, like people forget, it's not always it's not always just the money or whatever. It's the time you're sacrificing. That's time's fucking everything, man. That's the currency. You know, you can't pawn. You can't. I can't take the last thirty minutes and go pawn that shit. Oh hell, it's no. gone. <laughs> yeah. That shit's bye bye. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's that's the biggest thing. People have to realize that. But you know, with social media, the internet. The attention span is three seconds, if if that. You know I what I'm saying? I will tell you, in the last year, I have, so especially with my TikTok, I, I really broke down and started studying and figuring out what people like, what they don't like. Yeah. Because of apps like that, you've got to be so much more creative. you got to be, you have two seconds to impress me. And then after yeah. that, I am swiped. So imagine, like, uh, well, nowadays it's primarily rappers. You know, it's just like... Music has turned completely to rap. You know, I'm a hip hop nerd, but I like the old shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you say that, but DJs. Yeah, yeah. DJs and rap. Yeah. Uh, your country singers really are, 
I won't say dying off, yeah. but they're turning into more pop singers. I hate it because, like, rock, man, the rock we grew up on, it's no longer. You, yeah, know? you don't see Three Days Grace. Yeah, you don't see <laughs> Linkin Park yeah, and yeah. shit. Like, it's it's no longer. But I say all that to say this. It's like, you know, it's rap songs are, like, literally two minutes long now. And that just shows you where we're at, you know, like the attention span. You know, man. it's it's literally, like, two, three seconds. So, like, the most perfect example is 6 9 yeah. Six Nine has music that he has no idea what he's even saying. He's admitted to it in interviews. Yeah. And he's like, nobody cares what I say. He's like, they just care about the the, the rhythm and the beat. Yeah. Which falls back to why people like DJ so much. Like, For sure. Nobody cares about. We grew up with lyricists. For sure. We grew yeah. up with people the singing Nas, real Jay-Z's, stuff. Yeah, Eminem. Eminem. You know, like, Absolutely. When you listen to a song, that entire song was a story. Yeah. Nowadays, it's just like some bullshit. It is. Uh, you, <laughs> You go you go freaking Google lyrics to some of those songs. You're like, what have I been singing? Yeah, you know? what have I been listening to? You know, it's uh, it's it's interesting, man. They, they say a gold a goldfish or just a fish of the attention span's like three seconds. Where the attention span of a fucking goldfish nowadays, you know? Oh, 100 percent. If that, uh, 100%. man, hundred percent. So you know, uh, you spoke on TikTok and everything. Um, so like, how have you like? Walk me through your creative process, like with TikToks or Snapchat or Instagram, the reels. Okay, so with that, originally I started last year making just funny YouTube videos. Like, yeah, I'd been making videos because I started getting into photography and videography. I did fitness videos and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm a pretty funny guy. I really just want to make some funny content. So I started doing sure. YouTube videos. Definitely I had funny. <laughs> I had one go viral in like the Houston area yeah. and I didn't expect it to. It was pretty stupid. It was just me in some shorts and my <laughs> cowboy boots and a cowboy hat doing that uh do the get down and with yeah. Yeah, whatever. Were you near the uh pool? Was it that one? No, that this one I was out by my truck. I was out of state park actually. Oh, I was okay, out, okay, out, okay. out like in a field. Yeah. And then right after that, I made a couple videos about uh, kind of a spoof videos, Texans talking about other people from other states. Yeah. And I actually, <laughs> sunk, I actually sunk my camera trying to make that video. It was like 600 bucks oh. between my whole setup. But um, so right after that, I mean, I had seen TikTok, you know, people talked about it. It wasn't yeah. really as big as much. And so I downloaded the app. And then what really brought me onto the app was all the editing software that was already in it. And I'm like, yeah. man, I can do all this on my phone. Yeah. And then. It literally put a spark like there's because originally I say originally, but up until COVID when before it really spiked the the actual user interface, it was really a lot of cosplay, a lot of lip sync and just a lot of generally creative people. And as I'm going through there, I'm like, wow, it's just spark, 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 sparking all these ideas in my head. So my creative process in the beginning was as I listened to mainstream sounds and trends, like, all right, this sound is for this trend. Well, I'm like, Uh, well, how can I apply this, but it not be the quote unquote trend? You you really broke it down. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I didn't want to do the same thing everybody else is doing. Yeah. I don't want to do the same stupid little hand dance. Like, how yeah. can I apply this to, like, real life stuff? Yeah. And that's what I did in the beginning, and it got me pr- so far. But right when COVID hit, the algorithm changed because so many more people were using the app and, uploaded, oh, for sure. and uploading videos and everything sure. else. So it kind of went back and forth a little bit. But here lately, I've been trying to niche down a little more, do a little more outdoor content. But, yeah. man, work. It just How do you... um like at, like for you, like how did you stay? Because I, I see you have multiple videos that are successful. How did you stay consistent? Because I know, like with the, I don't, it could have, it could be the current algorithm, it could be the previous one. Um, initially, when you made a TikTok video, they made that shit go viral, no matter what it was. The first video, you know, that make that, that you're hooked. Then 
you're stuck on the app, you know? But like afterwards, the videos didn't do so much. So how did you stay consistent? Which Man, is that's like a really good question. Super because, good videos, you uh, know, because all of them are good. Once you have a couple good viral videos and you keep that consistency, when you start having videos that don't do so well, yeah. it really messes with your mind. For sure, for sure. So what I had to start doing was looking at what what original content, not just the repost sounds, stuff like that. Like, what were people coming out with that was really doing well? And so I had a couple good viral videos in the beginning. Like, I did, like, a, there's a Subtronics video I did for Bucky's, And yeah. it's like everyone talks about uh, the shit be hitting different. Well, people were all, they was all using it for parties and different drinks. And <laughs> yeah. I was like at some like crappy shell gas station. And then I like, went to a Bucky's and I'm like, ooh, this should be in there, you know? Yeah. So I had a couple of those and I was like, all right, I got to change it up. And what I did is I noticed and I started, I would get on TikTok and I'd like, I searched up actors. Yeah. So I was a background actor in the Avengers movie. No shit. So in the Stan Lee cameo, I'm yeah. in the Stan Lee cameo. I'm, I'm the guard at the guard shack. Damn, how so, was that? That was a very long three days. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> that because I had to take vacation. I had to, me, Justin Slaughter, and Justin uh, Langston all hopped in a car, yeah. drove out there, spent two 14 hour days, drove straight back. I went straight back to work. Like, it was, it was a very very <laughs> rough time. Oh yeah. But I'm in the Stanley cameo. But I noticed <laughs> that there was no sound for background actors. I'm like, all right, you know. So I popped on there, got on my computer, and I was like, hey yo. I had a small part in a famous movie check, and then I used the popular sound that was yeah. going on, put it all together, and literally that was one of my most successful because I created a sound yeah. that people didn't have. Ah. That there was so if I get on there now, it's probably been shared, it's probably been used over three thousand times. Like there's so many background actors out there, and that's yeah. what I started doing. So now I'm starting to look at my content as in not what can I create for people to laugh at, what can I create for people to use that they don't right, have. Right, 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 So I have had a few videos that do well with that, but once again, like my content's been kind of all over the place. Yeah. So it's hard to keep that up. It's really hard to keep that consistency up when I'm so far over the place. Yeah. Because eventually, like when somebody follows you, you're like, oh, that person does this. Well, yeah. when they say, well, this person does everything, it's like, why won't go follow that person? You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And you, I mean, you, you said the right word, bro. Just like finding that niche. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, earlier, because uh, it's like people just with like Instagram to like to this day, you can you can find like successful niche pages. It's literally like a 16 year old kid that just came up with like just copying and paste cars, a car niche. You know what I'm saying? GTR. People yeah. that just have nothing but GTRs on the page and it's successful as fuck. It's like getting super specific now. You know, but here's the thing. And this is what's blown my mind in the last year, because with TikTok, it's really made it's forced me to be more creative. Like it's forced me to try stuff I wouldn't normally try. Like my photography and stuff like that has really gotten a whole lot better as I'm seeing what other people are doing. Yeah. And I'm applying like things in my car photography to portrait photography. And people, mm. I'm giving angles that people don't normally see in certain things. But here's the tricky part. You can still be good at something. Yeah. And not niche in it. True. True that. <laughs> so a lot of people. Like like me, I don't. I'm so good at so many different things. It's, it's making it hard to pick something. Just yeah. like all right, this is all I'm going to do, and this is all I want to do. Because now it seems like I'm forcing myself to be less creative. Right, right, right. So it's and you're it's, limiting yourself. It's yeah, very odd dynamic. And I've actually for the last two or three months, there's a friend of mine who is just killing his man. He his marketing funnel is insane. He, no he's shit. got it down pat. His name's Nick Luciano. He's from Baltimore. He's gonna be moving here to Texas yeah. pretty soon. Uh, he's in Western wear, but man, he has nailed the the TikTok niche. He's 
got people coming to his Instagram. He's got a thousand followers on YouTube, but it's all based around Western country stuff, not just uh, like strictly country. And he's got like a Western wear. Yeah. And dude, he's, 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 he's built the funnel and he nailed it. You know, <laughs> my problem was I never really had a, a funnel in the beginning. So yeah. what's, uh, but what's, what's fucking beautiful about like just today's world. I mean, you can have like, you know, your videos, you can be all over the place, but you can also be the same guy that has these videos. You can master, you know, we're talking about Facebook ads and marketing. You can master that side as well. So it's like, we can literally do all this shit. You know, we can be like a one man band. At the same time, though, because it takes a toll. Don't get me wrong. I've done a lot of experimenting in the last six months because also owning a side business up until about two months ago, I had a business with a, a good friend of ours, too, Seth Ortega. Yeah. OK. Uh, okay. We have an outdoor business. Uh, he ended up buying me out uh, since he got out. But uh, I spent a lot of time this summer because of COVID and everything. Yeah. All right. How does Facebook ads work? How do, And what's crazy is I'll have a video going viral on Reels boost one of my like regular picture posts and all of a sudden boom algorithm's dead yeah so what facebook and instagram are doing is even though your content's doing really well the moment you start paying for content they're going to limit what the other stuff sees because now you're paying for it yeah it'll be two or three days i'm already paying for a boosted post before it actually even gets any real engagement like the they're a bunch of con artists, man. <laughs> oh, bro. Well, and, and that's what is, you have to like when you get into like Facebook marketing and uh, the ads and everything, you have to watch that shit like used to. I'd watch it when I run ads and be on the back end and watching the ad accounts. I'd I'd check it one day and then wait like two, three days, see what see what the pixel does and then check in. Now I check that shit literally every day because like now, you know, they it's uh, it's all auction based. You know what I'm saying? So cost per click, all these things matter. You have so much competition now because Facebook ads and marketing and everything, it's become so popular now. Like billboards are fucking dead. <laughs> you know, TV commercials are fucking dead. It's all about that pixel, man. Right. It's all about that Facebook pixel, bro. Literally get driving that traffic to getting someone to click on a link. All I need you to do is click on my link. I have set, all your data. Said and done. That's it, you know? Yeah. Said enough. People, it's funny, man. People, <laughs> wait, and I'm sure you've heard this too. Like, people, oh my God, man, I was just talking about a jet ski. The government's listening to me. No, you were having a conversation with somebody about a jet ski. Probably weren't that knowledgeable on it. You Google jet ski. You got on Facebook. You saw an ad for a jet ski. You Google, it's a Facebook pixel. You just got targeted. That's all it. That's all it is, you know? Yeah. People are like, oh no, it's a government thing. Oh, they, they're following. No, bro. That's 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 marketing at its best. And Facebook has really nailed that down. Oh as long as you God, got the data, bro. You know? It's they have killed that shit, man. It's but the moment, like, so the moment you start paying for stuff, if you're an influencer, you're you're pretty much either going to have to decide at that point, am I going to pay for all my all my followers, or yeah. am I going to back this off and just keep making good content? For sure, because TikTok came out with the uh, creator fund. Yeah, you're able to get a creator fund based on the amount of views on your videos. They were going to pay for it. Even people with a couple million followers started noticing that their videos weren't getting as many views because yeah. they, what they were trying to do is diversify and they're trying to get other people's videos seen more too to help keep everybody exactly. engaged yeah. because of the whole Trump issue with uh, TikTok and China and yeah. all that other stuff. So there was a social media in the last year, people don't even realize what's been going on in the back end unless you've been on the back end. Yeah. There has been so much between January and now that they don't even realize that's changed our whole culture. Absolutely, bro. And it's just crazy because, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but like I was coming up, man, we had I had dial up Internet at home and we had AIM, AIM, AOL, instant messaging. 
You know, that's it. And it was a fucking privilege. My homework had to be done. Um, I had to have eaten dinner. Um, it was a privilege to get on that desktop. You know what I'm saying? Like, desktop was in, like, a, the front room. Oh, yeah. You know? In the living room. Everybody saw what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't have this access to whatever the fuck you wanted, you know? At home, I have a 10-year-old stepdaughter. She has access to whatever the fuck she wants, you know? she She's a good girl, but at the same time, it's just different nowadays, you and know? I can tell you the, the heart-wrenching no when you went to click on something. Like, like nowadays, <laughs> somebody click on something, you swipe back, you know, big deal. But back then, you had to make damn sure, well, that's what you wanted to click on. You got to wait for that page to load. Yeah. And then you got to hit the back button and then go back for that other page to load just so you can click on the right button. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was like the worst thing ever. It's like, no, I clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> so, I mean, just take me uh, back just a little bit. Uh, what made you like want to just like start making videos and uh, uh, just funny, funny videos like this? I mean, because you're obviously a comedian, bro. Like you're, you're good at it, you know? Well, oh, man. It's kind of <laughs> like a, it's not to say a long story, but I started really doing videos for fitness. So I'd always been on the front side of the camera. Yeah. I really wanted, like, I, I enjoy telling stories and stuff like that. You know, I really wanted to bring a certain level of storytelling to that, you know, and um, the fitness community kind of rubbed me wrong. Yeah. And I put my camera down for a whole year. And then last year, I was like, you know what? Like, I... I, I'm, I'm funny. Like, I, I want people to notice me. For sure. On top of that, like, what can I do? And I was like, well, people make funny YouTube videos. And like, like, I'm always have all these ideas in my head. It's like, oh, I'm going to give it a try. You know, I'm going to take my skills and use it for myself. And then right after that, I found TikTok. And once I found TikTok, I'm like, all right, this is everything I've been trying to do on YouTube right here, ready for me. Yeah. And within 90 days, I had 100,000 followers. I had sold God one video damn. to World Star. I had several that were over a million in the views. And it just, it, it came easily. Yeah. It came very, very easily. Yeah. And then I said, once COVID hit and everybody else got on, it, it wasn't so easy anymore because there were so many more people using the app. But I would say about three months ago, I had an epiphany. And it's crazy. You know, we spend our whole lives trying to figure out who we are. We spend our lives trying to figure out, you know, what am I good at? What I want to do. Uh, did you go to Little Cypress or West Orange in junior high? Uh, junior at Little Cypress. So my, I went to Little Cypress. Fuck, I've been. I went to Mauriceville in the ele uh, ele elementary school, um, and then I moved over to like LCI, and then from uh, Little Cypress Intermediate throughout so high school. You remember in junior high we had video announcements? Yeah, I did the video production for that and for my oh, grade shit. for two years. Miss Estes, I totally forgot about that. I could, and all of a sudden, three months ago, <laughs> I'm sitting there at my computer, yeah. and it just clicked yeah i was on facebook and saw some people and i just all of a sudden it just clicked and i was like i didn't even realize yeah that when i was 15 years old i was doing video and i loved it you were interested in and it. i was interested in it right and here i am 10 years later yeah. refinding myself for sure it's crazy you say that because i remember in uh like my freshman year at uh little cypress uh in high school bro i was in journalism and for me i just couldn't couldn't ever i guess just at the time you know you're a kid uh you're just smoking weed, doing whatever the fuck you going to parties, drinking. Um, I couldn't really focus on journalism, or I just maybe I couldn't wrap my head around it. But like here I am, so many years down the line, doing something similar, you know. And because back then it was just so interesting. Back in junior high, you know, I went to uh, I was in publications, yeah, yearbook shit, you know. Yeah. So it was still journalism, you know. And here we are, so many years down the line. I'm like, damn man, like. I like that shit. I, you know what I'm saying? It was Man, a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's so crazy, too, because I always ask, so I don't have kids yet. But, you know, eventually I am. Yeah. And I always look at the parents that I work with and my coworkers. I'm like, how do you know? And it, 
it literally takes you paying attention to what your kid is doing. Yeah. Because if my parents would have noticed back then, hey, he's into this and good at it and been in my ear. They would have encouraged Because I didn't even, I'm too young to know. You know, yeah. I'm literally just still trying to like say we're not worried about that. I'm, I'm at nah, school. I'm, so I'm, I'm in this bullshit ass class doing, but I, yeah. I'm not even realizing that I enjoy it, you right. know, even though I really did. And I actually, I remember thinking back then, I dug into the computer program more. I started doing some of the stuff that we didn't normally do. And it makes you wonder, you know, like when you go to raise a kid, do you just let them try everything? Or once you pick something like, oh, you do get in their ear about it. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, as yeah. you're older, I'll be able to look back at that wisdom and be like, all right, what am I going to yeah. do with this? Yeah, it's uh so you know just with school and everything like you know I, um I didn't go to college you know and I tell kids all the time and once you get out of high school definitely finish high school but once you get out of high school uh do whatever the fuck you want but at the same time you know it's like school has to be encouraged maybe not for you know yeah maybe they might be teaching the wrong shit in school but it's just like the principles and everything the morals that matter you know putting people up on this you know just developing the structure you know what i'm saying and even like with the structure and that being the primary goal you're gonna learn other shit you're gonna have 100 publications journalism whatever you're gonna find something that you're into you might become a fucking history historian History teacher with history, no matter what it is, math. I catch myself, you know, like appreciating whoever the fuck my math teacher was in junior high. Like, I'll just thank her in the air. You know what I'm saying? Because I catch myself using that equation. Not all the time will I use it, but I'm grateful that I learned what the fuck it was. Right. You know, because like that, I think uh, that that should always be a big deal, though. People always say, man, school, that's it's a scam, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, it's it's necessary. Well, it also depends on how you're like people like us. Like yeah. I learn with my hands like. I excelled in the military. You know, I actually graduated with uh, graduated with Hawkeye when I came out of basic, which is forty out of forty on my qualification, which is not usually normal. Damn. And uh, my AIT school, I graduated with honors, but it's this is you're talking trade, like yeah. hands on trade. But I did not do well in the classroom. I have a very hard. I'm OCD. I'm very uh, ADHD. Like I have a hard time you sitting need there visuals. writing a letter out. I'm not good. Yeah. But you give me a schematic on a piece of equipment, I can figure it out and tell you how to fix it. You know, like. Yeah. So I think it also it just depends on the person you are and what school you go to. You know, right. I'm such such a big fan of trade schools. I know people yeah. that uh, graduated high school and went straight into like mechanics school and stuff like that, and they're doing awesome. They they do yeah. great. You know, and it's like. People look at those schools like, oh, it's just a trade. I'm like, it's not that big a deal. You know, I went to UT or I went to Harvard. And it's like, yeah, but did you enjoy it? Do you enjoy your job? Exactly, like, exactly. That's why people get turned off by it because it's yeah. like you're in there learning algebra and you like turning wrenches, you know? Right, like, right. You know, I don't think trade schools are encouraged enough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. You know, just like all the, uh, was it like all the, the schools for like uh, cars and shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, uh, UTI. UTI, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like all those schools. They, people... Just uh, they're not getting enough shine, you know, because people you don't realize that until you bring somewhere to go <laughs> fix your car. And that's the guy working on your car. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and no matter who you are, you can be the fucking dentist, the doctor. So, you know, uh, you got to get your car worked on. Prime example, I was dating this girl right out of high school and she had a lot of issues with her Volkswagen. There is one person in the Golden Triangle area that works on Volkswagen diesel engines. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only person, in, and he was in Nederland. I don't know if there is now or not, but back then, the entire Golden Triangle, you're the only guy that knows how to work on that engine. They might make fun of you because you work on diesel engines all day, but guess what? He's getting paid every single day because he's the only person in the area that knows how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. It's like someone's got to do it, but it's like they have to know 
you know what I'm saying? I have to know that trade or have be uh, knowledgeable on whatever it is, you know, to do it. So, yeah, yeah funny man, thing. Man, it's just crazy because, like, this last year has been nuts as far as, like, social media-wise. Oh, my God, bro. The last five years or so, you know, I, I've really tried, you know, I work full-time. I've been yeah. working full-time since I was 20, but I, I really want to be my own business owner. For sure. I went as far as, you know, when I was competing, uh, I was still working full-time shift work, and I was getting up early and going working part-time at a nutrition store mm. to learn that side of it to eventually me and a coworker formulated our own pre-workout and started our own supplement line. No shit. So okay. it was going great. You know, we sponsored two events, and then we had sales were probably about 120, 150 units a month, which yeah. is pretty good, you know, and that was my first real insight to marketing and what yeah. works, what doesn't work. And then, of course, you know, partners never really work out. So, yeah, that came nah, down. You, you butt heads and shit then happens. I went a whole different direction and dove off into the cryptocurrency stuff. Yeah. And that drove me insane <laughs> because <laughs> the market the market doesn't close. Bro, it's, uh, it's crazy. Oh, my man. I wish I would have had you in here earlier, bro. We were talking about and we, we you know, we talked about real estate. He also talked about uh, stocks. But I told him. Uh, I put a few hundred bucks into crypto. I couldn't keep my fucking eyes off those screens. Because like you just said, the market doesn't close. You're waking up at one o'clock in the morning, use the bathroom, checking your right, phone. Right, because it's, it's, it's a normal day over there yeah. right now. You know, they're eating lunch. So, you know, you have to, it's like with crypto, you have to watch those numbers. But it also made me realize like, fuck, money isn't even fucking real. I can put all this money in, you know, and it could plummet or it could go up when it goes up. You know, I'm going to try to cash out. You know what I'm saying? Like, or it goes down. I'm still going to try to cash out because now I'm in panic mode. You know, but it's like I can't touch it. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't touch my money. You know? So have you ever looked into, like, real estate or anything like that? So I did. And there for a little while, I was looking at, you know, um, right after that, actually, I was doing my stocks. And I was like, man, I'm going to buy some property and do, like, a trailer park or something. Like, yeah. Or oh, that'd be duplex, great. But, like, yeah. coming up with the initial capital for that and yeah. trying to figure out how to do commercial real estate is a whole other thing, you know, and. So eventually, I just kind of gave up on that. Yeah, that's a whole other monster. Yeah, you're looking at like at least fifty to hundred thousand. It just wasn't feasible at the time. And I was getting married. My, me and my wife's wedding was like seventy five thousand dollars. How long so, you been married? Uh, January be two years. Damn. So already year up going up to you know I'm paying all this stuff. You yeah. Know, and, uh, so right after that, I jumped into a business with some coworkers because they wouldn't sell it. <laughs> I was trying to get them to sell it because <laughs> these guys are a lot older. Yeah. They just like drinking beer, but they had this really good concept and logo. It was called Getting It. Ah, uh, okay. And it was an outdoor mud and brand, basically. Like, oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, a really cool logo and everything. I was like, man, I can run with this. Yeah. Is it was it out here in like a like <sighs> no, East Texas? It, was, it was Houston. It was Houston. Okay, okay. Know? So, and I had a lot of friends in the still like very large in the mud, mud yeah. community. So I was like, I got them involved and I, I bought into it. And I was like, all right, good. And then of course, me being the crazy driven person, I pretty much looked crazy and called them lazy and i just left you know like <laughs> i mean it is what it is like yeah I, I wake up with every every day you know with a fire in me that somebody else doesn't yeah have, well you know? i think it just takes um uh, you know and we, we can talk about it all day bro it, ta- it literally just takes a certain crowd of people for uh them to understand who we are you know what i'm saying so because if you don't understand especially you know just us being in southeast Texas, not knocking anybody out here but um, if you don't understand what we're doing or what we're trying to do, we're considered crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Dude, I can't tell. Or, I got told the other day. I'm like, when I told somebody I that I only get an average of four to five hours of sleep a night, uh, they literally were like, what do you mean you only get four or five hours of sleep every night? And I was like, <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, and that, that to me, that's that's average. I, get, I have 18-hour, 16-hour days every day a lot of the time just because I'm so busy, you know, keeping yeah. up with everything. And to other people, they're like, how do you find the time? I'm like, it's not the time, it's the drive. It's the drive. Bro, and I, I, I say this shit so much. I don't, I don't give a shit who the president is at the time. A president, like the average amount of sleep a president gets is like four hours. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's Man, do you ever, uh, did you ever get that? Yeah. Did you ever go, so not too long ago, they did a study. Uh, they do the before and after pictures of presidency. Yeah. You ever, you ever looked at those? Uh, some of them, yeah. Bro, they're, they're he- their you'll, heads you'll, are white. Oh, <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll age like 10 years and four yeah. years. You know? it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's like, and I look at just time. Uh, yeah, this this is good, by the way, man, dude. That's actually my first time having that. That's a really... It's tasty. It's a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I look at, because uh, you know, I mean, just coming up together, my first business was a clothing brand, right? And um, the name of the clothing brand was Early. So my, I've always been, my parents instilled, like, use your time wisely. Use your time wisely. Time is necessary. It's the thing, you know, and um, it's the only commodity that really fucking matters. Uh, but anyhow, like, uh, you have to use it wisely. And for a normal average Joe, I look at eight hours for sleep. You got to sleep eight hours for sleep. You can use whether it be uh, 18 hours for work or whatever. You can use eight hours for sleep, eight hours for work, eight hours for leisure. I've never been a Joe Blow. I can't do the. I got to cut the leisure in half. So eight hours for sleep, 12 hours for work, four hours for leisure. You know, a president just hearing that this man's only sleeping. A normal man that piss and shits like me and you is sleeping four hours a day. And he's getting all this other shit done. I need to change my way of thinking. What am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's 24 hours in a day. He's sleeping four out of that. So what's he doing for the rest? He's working his ass off. So I had a big push <laughs> probably, was it last year? Or there was a whole month I did a thing on Instagram where it was like, I spend one hour a day yeah. learning something new. Oh, it be like, very nice. Uh, so, like, my drive to work is 30 minutes. So yeah. 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. So that's my hour. Well, mm-hmm. the whole time I got a podcast going. So a business podcast, something like, to, and when I explain people, they're like, well, you know, it's only an hour, like it's 30 minutes ago. Yeah, but I do that for a straight month. An hour a day, that's 30 hours a month that I'm learning stuff. And for then sure. You, do, you say those numbers like that and they're like, okay, uh, yeah. like I think the the, the biggest struggle was, uh, you know, something like that because, I mean, I've tried it It's and I got fucking distracted. It's just the commitment, you know. But you being in bodybuilding, I mean, you're committed to whatever the fuck you do. Well, you just That's a commitment in itself. It's not even about commitment. It's about just... You're, you're putting it into your routine. Mm. So, like, I don't do it on my days off, but on my way to work, what else am I going to do for 30 minutes? Like, right. I'm already sitting in the car. It's not like I'm on my phone on Instagram. Like, where I drive, hell no. You know, yeah. like, you really got to focus. So, yeah. I'll just drive and listen, you yeah. know, and then I get to work and I'm usually kind of okay. And then I find out work sh- sucks. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've, man, I've, I've done a lot in the last five years. It's pretty much really ventured out trying to get my hands on yeah what am i going to be good at what can make me money is there any really go ahead no i was gonna say is there any business that you have in mind like in the like in the future and thank you because you know i know you want to open like something new do you have anything in mind so right now um so i just split from my partner we had an outdoor business making outdoor bags um I've got a list of probably about 80 items on my phone of things I've invented. Damn. <laughs> uh, there's a few of them built at my house. But uh, right now, so last year when I left my job, me and my wife have a vending business. Nice. Uh, COVID kind of screwed us because two of my places were engineering firms. Yeah. So. Damn. That's. all working from home. Yeah. And then, uh, but I, I always, 
still had a knack for something outdoors. Yeah. So currently right now I am working on my outdoor brand. Mm. I've, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't have my patent filed yet. Yeah. yeah no but, uh, I've designed a new style fishing shirt. That's really going to change the game. No shit. I think the outdoor community has been really overlooked. Yeah. There's certain items that really could benefit people. Yeah. And that's always my thing. Like I always, like when I'm out doing stuff, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, I really wish I had this. Well, just, we live in 2020. Like, yeah. make a few phone calls, make a couple emails, and you can have it made. That's it, bro. That, so that is it. I'm looking. I'm, I'm a little behind schedule now because my LLC is still getting filed with the state. I messed up my first time, so they had to send it back, and yeah. the know state's real slow. Uh, I'm looking at launching in February or March, but once I launch, uh, it's going to it's gonna be different, man. I'll just tell you, like, my, the name of the company is going to be Be Wild Outdoors Yeah, with two E's. Uh, our logo is going to be a bee because uh, our slogan is preserve the wild. So bees are nature's ah, captivators. Okay. And on that tangent, I'm a big conservationist. Like I think it's a really big deal that we're out, you know, in nature. Yeah. Not only like being the wild, quote unquote, but <laughs> preserve, like words, preserve yeah. the wild in yourself. Because I really do think it's good for our bodies to be outdoors. Like get your feet dirty. Like get yeah. out and breathe some good air. Like. Get the hell out of the city, you know. For sure. But on top of that, leave something for the next generation. Like yeah. when I go places and see people trash everything, I'm usually picking. I'm the one picking it up and stuff like that. Like I, yeah, I'm the guy that pulls over and pulls a turtle off the road. You know, like there's no reason <laughs> to hit this guy. You know, so like, yeah, that's. I'm really excited because this is going to be my first business that I've actually done solely by myself. Mm. Um, I'm sure that's just so many emotions going on. Excited, nervous. Well, you know? that my job. Currently, right now, still work full time, mm-hmm. and that's been a big, huge stressor. It hasn't really been allowing me to break away and yeah. really focus on other stuff. And then my wife, finally, she started her business. So nice. My wife started her little bakery out of the house. Nice. So she's actually been doing pretty well. She's pretty much got an order almost every single week. She yeah. started two months ago. Um, and she's really picking up. She's actually got a few wedding cakes now that she's gonna Damn, have to do. Damn. Okay. Um, that's big. So yeah, it's crazy. Also, my wife didn't even realize it when we met yeah. that she's also kind of we're, we're kind of the same like we both enjoy fitness but we both have that creative that drive but not just that man like, I, I'm not trying to glow to my wife when I open the fridge sometimes with some of the things she makes I'm yeah. literally like what like, did, did you <laughs> you made this are you serious like yeah <laughs> it is uh and I'll even just show you I know the <laughs> listeners can't see it but like I opened the fridge to this the other day Oh, wow. Yeah. And guys, I'm looking at like a badass a chocolate overload cake. And like, and it's what I mean, badass. Like, I'll, I'll probably have to screenshot this and uh, so, <laughs> put it out there. And that's for crazy. Is that's see. her first time doing anything like that. So all these, all the stuff you'll see on her Instagram is all, all first time. That, that mm-hmm. alone just shows you her creativity and exactly. her, her passion so, for it, you know. But with that being said, I don't like when people ask me questions about her business. I'm like, I don't like that's her. Like, I don't, I don't do that. So yeah. like, like my outdoor business. That's going to be solely on me. Yeah. And then we're going to come together on the side. So um, I'm really excited about it. It's a little behind schedule, but I know that once I launch with the knowledge I've gained from all my failures. Yeah. uh, And everything else that I don't want to say the words I can't fail, but I know how to fail. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we talked about it. I think you only fail when you give up, like completely fucking give up people, you know, and it's. 
uh, we were talking about Grant Cardone earlier. People shit on this dude. This guy's from Blake Charles, um, big real estate guy. But uh, anyhow, like you, people shit on him. But he 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 has even said it out of his own mouth. Like people that talk shit on me are the people that quit on me. You know what I'm saying? Like you only fail when you completely give up. You quit. You know, like if you continue to stride stride and thrive, like you're not going to fail you know because you're trying See, you can try forever it's always you like, know man. i'd rather try forever than just quit uh, and that's my thing like I'll, i'm literally i will literally until the day i have to retire i will keep trying exactly my own exactly and it's that driving the you. old saying you know haters gonna hate you know and the people that are jealous are the ones that are doing that the most like i've got friends that i reach out to i'm like hey man like you could probably do this better and because of the mindset they're like you know what hey you're right thanks for that you know i appreciate it you know like that, you got to be able to take constructive criticism. For sure, for but sure. But constructive criticism, not just, hey, you're an idiot. <laughs> right, right. You know, but there's a lot of people, you know, we both know, you know, or people and others know as well. Like, you give them some constructive criticism, they get offended by the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, you know, what do you mean? Like, uh, you know, it's like, no, nah, bro, look, I'm not picking on you. I'm trying to help you grow whatever it is you're doing. But the problem you know? is nowadays and, you know, people are brought up on the idea of, like, everything they do is okay. Yeah. But, so it's hard to explain to people that you need to be told you're wrong. You know, and yeah. it's crazy. So like when I said I, I started that Facebook group for yeah. all my TikTok followers and people would ask me, hey, what do you think about this? My first question is, how do you take constructive criticism? Uh, like, I, really? I have had yeah, to that's ask. Like the list yeah, of like, there's like a, I have to ask that because <laughs> I'm a realist, man. You yeah. ask any of my friends growing up. I've always I call myself the most friendliest asshole you ever meet. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you when things are good. At the same time, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That doesn't help you. Yeah. You know, so and I've I've hurt some people's feelings. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I'm like, look, if I'm telling you. This is weird and people don't like it. Stop. <laughs> right. Like straight up. Uh, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, you're, you're just looking out for, you know, the whoever you're around. You know what I'm saying? You don't want them to look like a fucking clown. Not just that. You know? But if you ask me for advice, I'm not going to lie to you. Right. You know, like right. You're, you're asking me because you want help. For advice. Yeah. Exactly. And then you give them advice and then it's not really what they wanted to hear. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know what you want to tell them, man. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely a different world we live in. And you have to really be punctual with everybody you talk to. You know? it's Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, it's just been different. Like I said, the last several years, I've I even went as far as I sold my boat. I owned a boat for a while. Did that whole normal country boy thing. <laughs> I'm actually a licensed boat captain. I went and got my license because I want to start ch- guiding and doing charters. Yeah. And then I realized I didn't really want to do that and bought a kayak. Damn. <laughs> so like, I literally live by and I ha- man I hate saying that word, but YOLO man. Like yeah yeah. Literally, yeah. you literally only live once, so try everything. Yeah, sure. You know, that's what it really came down to with now with my TikTok and comedy. And uh, I just enjoy making people laugh. I, I at work, I'm the jokester at work. I'm always yeah. cracking jokes. Because like to <laughs> me, laughter is like the best medicine. If you can have Dude. fun all the time. like Dude, I tell people all the time, you'll stay forever young if you just laugh a few times a day. You know, and honestly, music is like the universal language. Yeah. But if you could get your, you know, your, your story or jokes across to like whoever, if there's a language barrier, uh, whatever. But, you know, if you can get it across, you can literally relate to anybody. You can be in a room full of so many different types of people. If you can make them laugh. That's it. Music, food, laughter. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You got one of those gifts of gabs and you and your girl got two of those. That's it, bro. Like, oh, 100%, that's, that's all it takes. Uh, it's funny because like my very next leap forward is uh, I really want to do stand up. So you doing any stand up anytime soon? <laughs> not anytime soon. I'm trying to get out of this little rut I'm in right now. Yeah. But I've started to kind of write it out. 
Because yeah. I actually want I want to do a full like write up. So me actually the very first time I ever went to a stand up comedy show was this summer yeah. in Dallas. And man, I fell in love with it. It was the uh, the improv. I think I saw uh, a it was improv. Yeah, it was improv. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a picture on your Instagram. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the guy's name just because it's COVID and everything. All the big names aren't traveling. Yeah, but uh, I remember watching these guys. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm making a bunch of little comedy skits. I was like, why can't I just put all this together? Like, yeah, <laughs> literally, I can talk about all this, but make it flow. I'm yeah. like, I've got some stories that I could Bro. put some fake names in that would. Man, there was a. Uh, I remember being uh, when I stayed out in Austin. Uh, there was a bar called the Buzz Mill. Badass concept. It was over on the uh, the east side, like uh, Riverside, um, and you know it was a coffee, it was a coffee joint, but they served alcohol. It had shit on tap, so uh, we called it Buzzkill. It was funny, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, like uh, they did stand up comedy every Wednesday night, man. You know, and bro, honestly, like there's so many like places you could probably do a stand up, you know, and start off doing like free shit. I mean, I know you're busy as shit right now, you know, but start off doing free shit, but man, I, I think that'd really take off for you because I mean, you're a funny dude. Well, just getting over that too. Plus, you know, so they had two, so every comedian has like an opening act. You know, yeah. The opening act is always the amateur, you know? Yeah. And then there, there was a huge dynamic difference there. So I'm like, I don't want to come out and be that guy. Then get the next guy come out and just oh, make man. me look like an idiot. You know? so, I think or the biggest thing, like, I'm willing to take risks and literally whatever the fuck it is, I don't give a shit. But the biggest thing for me, I, man, I love, love, love comedy. Love, love, love it so much. But the 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 fear is like, you know, like if I ever tried it, getting on stage and not being able to make anybody laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like you tell a joke and it's silence. Like that's the biggest like thing for me. But, like how would you overcome something like that? Well, no, oh, I, well honestly, I think you'd make a motherfucker laugh, yeah, period. Well, I mean, honestly, At least yeah, one. If I said that, <laughs> I'd, do, I'd do the whole, you know, like, oh, damn. Tough crowd. All right, here we go. You know, I, I'd, I'd figure something else out, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, well, uh, but what's what's funny is nowadays, you know, most comedians, you're going to offend somebody. Like, Oh, yeah. And uh, you got to be able to laugh it off because there's going to be some people in the crowd that are not going to like what you're saying. And uh, it's funny is, like, that guy was, uh, his whole family was from Nigeria. Yeah. And, man, he... There was a couple guys from Nigeria in there, and man, one of the guys got pretty offended because he was like, he was on him. Yeah, he was on him. He was talking about this, 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 this. <laughs> and uh, you could tell he was kind of getting offended, but as a comedian, you kind of have to keep going with it. You yeah. Know? Like uh, the rest of the crowd's crying. I was crying, man. I was laughing. Well, so honestly, you know? I think comedy is, you know, everything's so sensitive nowadays, but comedy is honestly the last thing we have. Let, let, it's the only thing we have. You know, like, it just with entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Like, music, they can't perform. They can't do concerts. They can't uh, perform. Sports isn't, the sports won't ever be the same. Um, com you com you comics are the only thing we have. That's you guys like run my 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 day my day by day, bro. Like the only thing I listen to on the radio, when, even when I'm in the car, it's uh, like a comedy podcast. You know, or if I'm at home, I'm watching YouTube comedy. Oh, if I'm on Netflix, it's usually a comedy skit. Like right, man. Like Chris Chris Rock killed that tambourine, man. That's <laughs> I, I even go, I even did. I haven't, a full, haven't seen that one yet. Oh man, it's hilarious. He talks about you know his divorce and his kids growing up, how to yeah. raise kids, and I actually did a full TikTok skit. Uh, relating to what he said, you know, it's like he talks about, you know, telling his kid right before he walks out the door. He's like, yeah. look at me. Once you walk out that door, I want to let you know that not a single fucking person gives a shit about you, you know. And he's like, not your <laughs> not a single fucking not a, person. Not, a, not your teacher, not your this, that, nobody in the whole world gives a fuck about you. Yeah. And some of the people even inside the house, a little on the fence, you yeah. know. And that's what I, I just think is he's being very real about it. But people like him and then my all-time favorite comedian is still Dave Chappelle. 
Oh, we we grew bro. up on the Dave Chappelle show. Absolutely, man. bro. He's he's the goat. <laughs> and then you saw what he he got his last reward, uh, enemy in, in, any enemy in, in uh, Emmy. Emmy Emmy award yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and he basically just gave him all the fingers. Like I told y'all, because he <laughs> caught so, he caught so much heat. Yeah, you know, he caught so much heat from that last. What, what, did, what did he say in that Emmy that the Emmy speech? Fuck, I, I oh, he said look it up, bro. Man, I remember so reading funny it. Like, shit. This is, this is the man right here, bro. He's the best man. Um, so on Netflix right now, Burt Kreischer has the. Uh, oh shit! Look at that. That's badass. <laughs> he was on the show. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh Crusher was—he has a show called uh, "The Cabin," and you know it's just him like just trying to find like inner peace. And he has different uh co- comedians on each episode, dude. It's fucking hilarious. You have to check it out. Uh, Bird. Um, also, I, I listen to like a lot of uh, Tom Segura shit. Um, yeah, Tom Segura is a fun, funny ass dude. Um, but before the bullshit, man, I was a huge, huge, huge Crystalia fan, huge Crystalia fan. But oh, he, so uh, familiar. I, I've always been like the the real out there, people like uh, NZ's and Sorry. You know, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, a, okay. People are gonna be real over the top and just like, oh man, this dude's saying some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> then, plus, you know, we grew up with the Dave Chappelle show, so like every week it was some more. Every week was some racist. Something that's just, but back then it was just all comedy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for the uh, that uh, acceptance speech. <laughs> the best part about that last thing that you did was he left no stern stone unturned. Yeah, <laughs> he made sure he offended everybody, so nobody had a leg to stand on. What like and like your in your opinion? What do you think? Like, why is Dave so uh, like successful? Like, I, I love him to death. Doesn't matter what he does, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna support it. But why do you feel, you know, just as a comic, that so he's just as a comic, he basically did what we do on TikTok now. You know, he took real life situations and applied them to basically black culture. You yeah, know? and <laughs> yeah, straight. The up. shit was all true, you yeah. know. And then just like South Park, which will never have have a never ending supply of oh, material, bro. bro. Stuff would go on like the R. Kelly stuff, yeah. you know, like the uh, South South Park. They can't lose. They can't. Right? They won't ever lose. I tell you right now, what's when you walk into my house, it's either yeah. a movie or South Park. Yeah, I religiously watch South. I just think it's hilarious, <laughs> you know. They won't ever but lose, man. I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, no Dave Chappelle's gotten a lot of trouble at Comedy Central, and they try to talk to him. Yeah, he stood his ground. That's why he's been so successful. Mm. He's basically told them, "Look, like this is my show. This yeah. is what I'm gonna do," you know, and like. <laughs> one of the best things ever you know he said uh, he got in trouble for saying uh saying faggot yeah and he, he got pulled to the back and they told him like dave he's like you, you can't say that word <laughs> and he's like w- w- why can't i say it you know he's like well because you're not gay he's like i ain't yeah, one of them you know? and it's, like, and it's yeah. like he's like i ain't one of them and the base, they basically was like uh you know it's like you hit him with the logic, and he's basically, exactly. yeah, you know, and that's what I've, Dave Chappelle just, it's very hard in Hollywood elite to stay who you are, because they're going to want you, actually, it's funny, I read an article today, so Chris Pratt, and, uh, Chris Pratt, and who else was, it? I just remember Chris Pratt being the top subject of that, uh, there's a couple Hollywood elite who are under a lot of fire for not, like, supporting certain little political groups, you know? Yeah. And if they stand their ground on it, like they basically get shunned or they're told exactly. they're not they're told they're not getting certain parts in movies. And that, that's so fucked up because like a person like Chris Pratt, man, that dude's probably one of the nicest dudes you ever fucking meet in your life. Yeah. You like, know? I mean <laughs> and they talked about canceling him off the MCU, you know, uh, out of Marvel. And it's like, you can't get rid of Chris Pratt, are you kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. but they those Gestapo tactics is a right. while like 
the the few that really stick out stick out. You yeah. Know? But I think there's just like I commend the Dave Chappelle's, the uh, the Rogans, the the people that you know they stand their ground, but they're still undoubtedly, no matter what, still successful. Because there's so many people that try, they try that route and they fucking fail miserably. They get blackballed. They get fucking blackmailed. You know you what's know? crazy is all the people that are like that, you know, the realist. Yeah. They're also not assholes. True, true. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> I guarantee you, Dave Chappelle is probably like with his friend group is the person that when they call him. Yeah. You can count on them. And also, they're not greedy. You know what I'm saying? No. They're, they're comfortable in the space in which they live in, and they're, they're cool with that. Dave was cool with going to fucking Africa or having a farm in Ohio. He's cool with this shit. You know, people get too fucking greedy. They want this unacceptable amount of wealth, you know, and then whenever the elites or whoever it, the fuck it is tell you, no, look, you got to step, you got to back, stand down, back the fuck up. And they say no. Now you're about to get fucking blackmailed, bro. Oh, you got yeah. you got too yeah. greedy. You got way too fucking greedy. You don't need 10 Lamborghinis. What the fuck's going on? I need maybe one. No, fuck that. Give me that money. I'm going to get a, a few uh, classic JDM cars. That's why I like people like, uh, <laughs> you know? like uh, Ashton Kutcher. I don't know. A lot of people don't realize oh, that. Oh, bro. That Love dude, dude has been a huge influence in uh, sex trafficking. You know, Really? In the last... Uh, he's the one who got like the whole classified section on craigslist taken down you know like him he's been a huge activist but it's all stuck to the side because that's not what the mainstream people want to see you know for sure yeah so but there's a lot of actors and a lot of people who are wealthy who use their money for the benefit of society and i just don't think they get the credit they deserve yeah so going back on the comedy thing man it's i fucking i love love comedy because you can put everybody in a room and they all be from different backgrounds and you're all there for the same reason. For sure. It's one of the few things, like, but music, you can't do that because you're going to have everybody with different tastes. Yeah. But everybody likes to laugh. Everybody likes to laugh. If you're funny, you're funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, <laughs> that's it. You know, there's no, oh, he's kind of funny. You know, he's really funny. I mean, of course, there's people that are fucking great. Eddie Murphy's, Richard Pryor's, oh, uh, yeah. you know, Chappelle, uh, Jim, man, uh, Jim Carrey, bro. Jim, like Jim Carrey in movies, like Warm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey in like uh, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, comedy movies is The Mask, you know, right. but it still stands its ground. Adam Sandler and uh, Happy Gilmore, oh, it stands Sandler's its old. fucking ground, bro. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's a timeless movie, you know. So it's a. Uh, I think the only like uh, categories that there should be in comedy is like, is he like movie funny or is he stand up funny? But typically, people that are in movie Movie funny or good in stand-up, you know? It's funny because most actors who are in comedy movies got their start in stand-up. True, true that. Like, uh, you know, Jim Carrey. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, I, I did background acting, uh, and I found that, you know, it was cool and all, but I honestly think, like, my calling, we'll find out whether or not I freeze up or not, but would be stand-up. And if that leads me into, I, I, I enjoy, I mean, literally, TikTok videos, whatever I'm making, it's acting. It literally is just, I'm putting on a show for other people, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I've always wanted to be an actor. Like that's that's always been one of my huge dreams. So that's really far down the road. You know, start little, do a comedy show you know, here yeah. and there. But I really feel like I can eventually move up to that. Yeah. Um, it's just there's so many different dynamics that have to fall into place. The time, yeah. uh, to be able to put yourself out there to market. You know, it's just. I think you'd you'd kill it. Uh, like and stand up for sure. You know, uh, especially in a place like Houston or. 
uh, Austin. You know, you you would definitely kill in Santa Man. Cause the videos are fucking hilarious. I laugh every day. I watch them and they're funny, bro. Like the the fishing videos. You know, we can been in Southeast Texas. You relate to something like that. So yeah, some of my best videos have been like couples. Like like my the one going viral right now was like my wife when. I'll never forget this. I woke up one morning and she's like, hey, can you make me a cup of coffee? You know, you know what I like? Yeah. Dude, my wife has a espresso maker, the Keurig. <laughs> a Keurig's got six, six different kinds of coffee which she keeps underneath there. She's got three of those little syrup pump things. Yeah. You know, and she's got Stevia and Splenda and then two different types of creamer. And I'm like, the hell you mean? <laughs> I know what you like. You know, and she's like, well, I like two pumps of this, a scoop of that. Whatever. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So, yeah. like, I, that's literally, I made a video of that the other day, and that's kind of going viral now because I guess it's relate any kind of material that's relatable, relatable to other people. Like, oh, yeah, man. Like, uh, it wasn't even my sound, but the video I sold to World Star was me at HEB. I just got through the gym, took like five minutes. I stuck, yeah. my, I stuck my phone up into a flower bouquet, and I'm like looking through flowers, and it's like somebody's asking me a question Oh, are, are you buying those for your wife's anniversary? Like, uh, no, um, my wife said I was really mean during her dream, so I'm buying these to make up for the dream. <laughs> Dude, it's got like 10 million Yo, views. that's funny as fuck because is, everybody can fucking relate to that shit, bro. I can't tell you how many times I've woke up, my wife looked over at me, and, and I'm like, what? And she's pissed And it's like aggravated the rest of the day, and it's like, that's, I didn't even do anything. Women, man, we can't live without <laughs> y'all, but we sometimes we can't live with y'all either. Man. You know, because mine... It, it'll be, there's how many, I, I forget how many days are in the week. <laughs> there's seven days in a week. Five days out of the seven, mine will wake up and be pissed the fuck off at me. I'm like, what What did I do? I woke up and said, good morning, baby, I love you. And she had a bad dream. She had a dream, you know? <laughs> like, that's not my fault. Yeah, they, you know? How, no, I tell, like one day, like I sat it down, I said, baby, look. I had to crack open a beer. It was like eight in the morning. I said, look, I can't control what's going on in your head. <laughs> oh, not today, yeah. not tomorrow, not yesterday, not next year. I can't control that shit, you know. So we gotta when we wake up, take a dip. And I did some shitty in the dream. Take a deep breath. Let's get on with the day. Oh, 100 percent. You know, <laughs> you me, know? My, me and my wife like to have fun too. Like we, we like we have like little prank wars every yeah. now and then throughout the year. Like it's Halloween, so I was in H E B the day. I grabbed like a little like a little skeleton dragon and hung it up by fishing string. Cause like <laughs> she works shift work too. She yeah. works night. So she'll come in the morning, use the guest bathroom, walk straight into it, <laughs> you know? And then what we have a good time, man. And I think a lot of that also plays into some of the content I make. And, uh, you kind of have to stay in that environment to be able to keep putting that stuff out there. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. I enjoy it. Hell yeah, brother. Well, man, what's what's in store for, you know, I, I know you, you got your business coming up, but like in the, the comedy world, uh, what's in store, man? Right now, uh, still trying to find whether or not I want to just stick to outdoor content only. I've got a couple collabs I have coming up. Um, yeah. Things are going to get a lot different for me once my friend Nick moves down here. Uh, Nick is, like I said, he, he does TikTok and Western wear and stuff like that. And he's got, it, it's hard to find other content creators with the same skill sets like mm. he knows video editing oh, cameras yeah. like so when i hand him a camera and he's like oh what's the iso on your lens and he's like okay cool i'm gonna set it at this so you the know? language is fluent so, yeah, yeah so we, i flew up to baltimore this summer and i uh, got with him and some other guys and we knocked out six videos a piece in two and a half days damn you know but because we're bam 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 i know the angles he knows the angles we, we worked well together right so right right once he moves down he'll move to dallas next month and we'll, it's only three and a half hour drive for me yeah Comedy wise, things are going to get a little more dynamic and a little bit higher up. So, yeah. but as far as straight comedy, like my next big move is going to be doing a stand up, and that's 
Hell even yeah. saying that word, I mean, I'm not even lying. I get a little nervous. I'm like, man, <laughs> like, it's, it's a huge move, you know, like trying yeah. to find an am- amateur night. And I've seen some other guys try it. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, you remember Caleb Anthony? Oh, bro. I've seen him do that a couple times. Uh, and that's really what first got me started with the idea. Bro, Caleb Anthony, man, we um, we, we would be like, we would talk every now and then, be in contact. Uh, th- last year, you know, we're in contact a lot, but I haven't talked to him recently. But, man, funny motherfucker, bro. He, when we graduated, <laughs> he, he was the funniest guy in my class. Funny you know, motherfucker, yeah. man. Always, man. Always cracking jokes, you know. Also, uh, Corey, Corey uh, Domain, or Corey Stark on Facebook. Oh, man. Bro. Yo, Funny, understand. bro. That's. But it's, that, it's that's, a different that's, kind that's of my... comedy. It's a different kind of comedy. Oh, yeah. He's got that witty. That witty, right in your. And he's quick. Bam, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, bro. I, I can't even say anything. That's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He, uh, that's, that's big brother to me, man. I, I text Corey every day. Wait, we talk. We talk. and Boudreaux jokes and just that Louisiana accent with it, man. Man, I, I can't tell you, man, <laughs> how many parties we're at, and all of a sudden it's like, well, oh, Bulldog on Tim, I'm like, everybody gather around, everybody gather around, we're gonna go, we're gonna go sit there and listen to Corey tell yeah. jokes, and he know? just fucking like kills it, you know well, what I'm saying? What's crazy is like my wife, you know, she grew up in the city, she graduated like a thousand people. Yeah. When I tell her like we would do stuff like that at parties growing up, I'm like, she has no concept of what that really means. I'm like, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've been to a party and had that dude sit down on a piano, yeah, and the entire room just sits around watching plays piano and tell jokes, like exactly, and kill it. Right, and that's been like so much fun. And she looks at me like, well, "What do you mean?" He just sat around <laughs> to, like, we're all sitting there laughing and having a good time. That's what yeah. I'm talking about, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. Like Southeast Texas will always have the stigma, or you know, we'll always be. It'll always be a certain way here, but the the amount of just like creative or talent, uh, it's the amount of talent it pumps out. It's just amazing to me. It's funny that you say that. You know, I like, had a conversation with somebody the other day who's not even from this area and was talking about. The amount of just talent in general between singers, athletes, whatever that comes bro, out of this little bitty triangle. Wh- whatever, bro. Yeah, like whatever. And, the create you know, the creative. My wife might hate me for this one, but <laughs> I've been all over the country. Yeah. We have some of the best looking people here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all up. I'm gonna say is people. <laughs> Straight up, bro. No, uh, no, no. You've been just been honest. Just little little corner bit of Texas and it's yeah. And it's, I don't want to say it's paradise because it's not, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's just crazy to me. You can have like all this talent, you know, and just all these creatives um, in this little ass area, but we just can't change that stigma that's over the entire area. So trying you to know? change a culture, man. It's yeah, it's, it's, you just don't change a culture. But yeah. sl- but honestly, I think uh, slowly but surely it's changing. What it is is there's a lot of old heads that are still out here, you know. But Southeast Texas is also getting younger. You know, oh, yeah. and a lot of us younger folk, you know, we went to school together where we were all it didn't it didn't make a fuck what color, uh, height, size. It doesn't matter what the fuck. You know, if you were a cool person, you're a cool person. You know, we, we ran together, you know, so I think that's uh, that's happening now. You know, um, I noticed in like Mid County, uh, a lot of the breweries in Mid County, or a lot of the guys that are actually doing something, um, they stick together. You know, what I'm saying it's the same in Beaumont. You know, I never really hung out in Beaumont, but I'm, I'm noticing a lot of the creatives all know each other, you know? Well, it's a, we talked about earlier, man. It's uh, finding other people that same mindsets. Yeah. Not only rare, but when y'all do get together, y'all feed off each other. So, oh, of bro. course, y'all are going to like, you're, you're going to gravitate towards people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, you know, I told you, man, I, I can't shut the fuck up whenever I'm in oh, a, yeah. a room with like you or somebody else that or, that have the similar mindset that we have, you know? I can't, I won't stop talking. I want to, you know, here, here's an idea. Here's another idea. You know what I'm saying? My biggest like, problem is because <laughs> I, I've had so many different experiences and so many different like travels and just like even with my photography, the way I do stuff and like 
like, I know plenty of guys that do photography and that's they do one kind of photography. That's all they do. Mm. But I've tried literally so many stuff. My problem is I'll get in a room with somebody and I don't necessarily mean to, but I'm like, hey, you could be doing this, 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 and this. And then their whole brain's like, wait, what? And I'm like, just because I... I see things differently. Right, you know? right. And, and that just goes back to that co- constructive criticism. You know, that's all it is at the end of the day, you know. For sure, bro. So how can everybody reach you, man? Uh, you know, con- uh, contact information, Twitter handle, Facebook handle. So Twitter is the only one I never got into. Well, I think it's but, dying slowly but surely. I think so, too. But literally, my Instagram is longron09, L-O-N-G-R-O-N-09. And then I have my link tree on there. To, nice. All my YouTube channels, my both my Instagrams and uh, my TikTok. So nice, nice. Uh, my TikTok uh, is doing all right. My Instagram, nah. I pretty much post most of the same video content to yeah. my uh, to my Instagram. Just now, you have pictures, you know, my wife and everything else. Oh, there. and b- before we go, not to cut you off, but I meant to ask, why do you think like? Uh, so you know there was Vine and there's all this shit before or during Instagram. They come up with these ideas. How is it or why is it that Instagram can just mimic whatever the fuck these other guys are doing and just continue to be so successful, you know, like with well, the reels now. So the thing is, is TikTok came under a lot of scrutiny, uh, you know, as far as trying to spying yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, Instagram and Facebook have already established themselves as powerhouses. I mean, that's our two sure. main. That's you know, the go to. Exactly. You yeah. know, but they each have their like Facebook. Most people use it for business and mm-hmm. keeping up with. BS family members and shit like that, you know. Instagram yeah. is people just literally getting on there and looking at pictures, and yeah. they just they don't really want to interact with anybody. They just want to look around, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, Instagram tried the IGTV thing, but people don't. The thing is, is when you click on something, I don't want to be taken somewhere else. You know, that's why I don't click on YouTube links. But people, people right. want to stay exactly where they're at. Yeah. Uh, but they get away with it with, like, with Instagram. I'm not able to do everything I can do on TikTok. I can't. Yeah. And then with TikTok, even though it's not really right, they didn't have the copyright laws because they're based <laughs> out of China. So you're able to use all this mainstream music. Yeah. But what's great about TikTok is within two or three clicks, and Instagram literally shuns you. Like, you can't do this like TikTok. Within two clicks, I can have that video shared, and it, they automatically watermark it for you because oh. it comes to your page. Yeah. So when you click share on TikTok, it gives you a link to Facebook, links to Instagram, link to YouTube link to message, whatever. So within two clicks, you can literally shotgun that video anywhere. Whereas the Instagram, I can't put links in my story. I can't, you know, you can't do anything unless you pay for it. And they didn't realize that they were actually hindering their apps by doing that. So TikTok blew up so fast because I'm able to share all this. So if somebody doesn't even have an account, I can send them a video real quick and just send, just send, 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 send. And that's, that's why a lot of people, um, what is that? Roddy Rich blew up because of TikTok. For sure. His, Um, I mean, uh, the, the guy that did the, uh, damn, what's that? The, the, the country song, but it was a rap song. Lil Nas X, uh, TikTok. Yes. Like you got all these people that are, people got greedy. Instagram yeah. got greedy. They wanted you to pay for it. You had to have a certain amount of following before you could put links in your story. And oh, like, yeah. Like uh, the 40, share 40 racks. Yeah, some yeah, shit, something like something that. Crazy. So, like, they got greedy. They didn't realize that, you know, look at Fleetwood Mac right now. Because yeah. somebody made a viral TikTok, that dude wow. out of Cali. Now they're on number one hits again. Yo, but I, I see a meme. It's so fucking funny. I see a meme. It said, Fleetwood Macs have other songs. <laughs> right? But it's like... That's Nobody realized shit. that letting people use it for free yeah. was actually getting their exposure. Because now they're on the charts again. And they didn't do anything. That's, they didn't have to do anything. That's fucking wild. Right. Bro. So like that's TikTok w- hit a certain 
saw a market that other people were trying to make you pay for and they let you have it for free and look what happened, you know, but in today's age, you kind of have to look, I mean, it's 2020, man. If you like even try to file a patent for something, somebody probably already filed it, you know, like, yeah, straight up. you've got to be so much different. You've got to do stuff. You got to do the crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The problem, I think the problem we're having right now, um, in today's world is, um, we have so much access to literally whatever the fuck. So like now, I mean, maybe it's just me or maybe you, you know, our mindset. I look at like a t-shirt right on, you know, I saw on the mall. But like now with my way of thinking now, just knowing I have this access, it's like, that's a cool T-shirt, but I could probably design something better. So I'm going to go home and create some shit and get that T-shirt just as fast, probably better quality than what I just saw in the mall. Cut the price in half. You know what I'm saying? We have access. So now you can create whatever the fuck you want, you know. But the problem is there's so many creators, even half-assed creators, less consumers, you know, so not everybody's creating some, whether it be full fledged or half ass, and there's literally nobody buying the shit because so everybody's like, creating. The days of the Instagram influencer are over. They really are. Yeah. The uh, the idea of y'all use my discount code for ten percent and me make a whole ton of money because I've got half a million followers. That's yeah. it's gone. People to get somebody off of Instagram to go put their code in over here. I mean, nobody's gonna do that anymore. You know, like. Nowadays, we have access. People make so many views on how to do your own. You know, For like, sure. But yeah. And COVID's made it worse. A lot of more people are trying to do stuff from home. Oh, like, man. You know, like, yeah. Finding ways to make money off the, off off the internet. You know, yeah. I've been trying to do that for years. I did affiliate marketing. I did. Oh, you know, bro, me too. I got F- bored. FBA, dropshipping. Oh, yeah. I've done it all. Uh, I built an entire website in three days just to see if I could do it and have dropshipped going. Right. Like, just to see if I could do it. And yeah. if I could do it. Any the, kid with a laptop. The can big, do it. the biggest. So in 2018, I made like thirteen thousand dollars profit in drop shipping. And the biggest thing with drop shipping was uh, Facebook marketing. That's all it was. That's what changed our outdoor business was ads. That's once we up, the, once we up our ads, marketing. Bro. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all. It was. That's all. And, it is. and nowadays, like, uh, just tell you right now, off the side, you know, uh, big push is Amazon because you can get two day shipping. Right, right, but right. So they for, charge you for that. Yeah, <laughs> but but like that's what killed my drop shipping stores. I had like three of them. They were it was fucking cell phone cases. I was doing the free plus shipping. So you pay for shipping, you get a free case. You know. So when I bought, so <laughs> I bought what's called a lens ball. It's a glass ball. It's about two inches. Yeah. You know, I use it for different pictures and stuff. What well, took me three weeks to get it because it dropped shit from China. Right. But we're so spoiled because of Amazon, Amazon Prime, exactly. that yeah. it's making it hard for the drop shippers. So now you're seeing. Uh, Shopify starting to have their own shipping warehouse. Yeah, you're, you're gonna they, see a they lot. They have to fulfillment centers because like that's what that was the downfall with my stores. Like people are like, wait a minute, I ordered this case three weeks ago and it's still not at my doorstep. I could have ordered it from Amazon and got it in two days. But like Amazon also charges the the owner of that two thirds of the price. <laughs> I mean, <I> tell you, <laughs> yeah. So like in June uh, with our outdoor business, our gross sales was ten thousand dollars. Damn. Just in June. Yeah. But our profit was only 3600 bucks. Yeah. Because Amazon not only charges you monthly, they charge you per each sale, and then they charge you uh, an inventory, what they call health. Mm. So if your inventory is sitting there for too long and not selling, they're going to start charging you for it, and then eventually they're going to ship some of it to you because they have to make room for other stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Amazon. I see. I looked into FBA, but I never really got into it. I, was, I, I really got into um, drop shipping, and then also I looked into affiliate marketing, but drop shipping was my main uh, thing, and then also like a social media marketing agency. Easy as shit. No startup costs. You're oh, literally just running ads for other people. Oh, I have a friend of mine. That's what he does. You know, he literally, he gets on. He stays on Canva all day, running, uh, making different ads and doing stuff. It, and like, he does pretty well. Uh, yeah. 
You, you charge but, people retainer. That's it. But the only thing is with that, once you start doing that, like his situation is he he contacted me about TikTok because he saw me blowing up. He's like, man, let me get over here and get this guy talk about some marketing stuff. And I tried to explain to him that you're not benefiting the people you're working for if you're sitting in an office all day long every day. You're not getting any exposure. I was like, yeah. I get my best ideas when I'm not doing work. Right. I'm watching a movie. I'm watching TV. I'm over here eating oh, a little cereal. Absolutely. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Got, That's a good point. Yeah. Like I tell him, I go, 99.9% of the time, I'm not on TikTok because I'm bored. Yeah. I'm on TikToks. So I'm trying to find inspiration. I'm like, Straight looking at like, oh, you know what? I got an idea for this, you know? And yeah. he doesn't even realize that I wasn't doing it to kill time. You know? <laughs> and, but it, it takes. It's you. It's 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 an influence type deal. Are you just looking for inspiration? You know what I'm saying for sure. That's crazy. You say that because I'm the exact same way, bro. Like I don't watch. Like I mean, I watch shit for entertainment. But like you, I'm looking for an inspir. I'm looking for shit to like pull and put in my pocket out of this movie yeah, like, or song. Or people think YouTube. I'm crazy. They're like oh, you know, like uh, say like you asked me about sports. You know, like you know what team do you follow? I'm like I don't really watch sports. Like for me. To dedicate that amount of time to keeping up with a team that yeah. I don't have any influence with, like, yeah, it, it's not beneficial for me, so I don't do it. Or uh, these people that are religious <laughs> about their TV shows, you know, like, yeah, people ask me, "Oh, you see this on Netflix?" I'm like, "How do y'all have time to watch all these TV series?" Like, I'm over yeah. here trying to build a life, bro. Yeah. I've I've bought and used or brand new. I've bought and sold at least um, since like twenty since the, the motherfuckers came out since. Uh, the beginning, I've bought and sold at least like seven different Xboxes, Xbox Ones. The reason I do this is because, like, I mean, I get, I'll get bored at home, figure I have like an hour of free time, right? I'll buy one just to play it with buddies. And then I realize in the midst of playing it, dude, I'm not getting paid off this shit. What am I doing? So I sell it. You know, and then I'll do it again. You know, oh, fuck, I'm bored. I want an Xbox. I want to play this game, whatever. And then I'll say, you know, and just going back to your point, like, I don't have time to just sit in front of a fucking screen and play a video game that I'm not getting. I can go buy a laptop and make money off the laptop. You know so what I'm saying? One of my uh, and that was my biggest thing is when I see kids making money from a laptop and I'm like, why? I, I, I hate the uh, what do they call it? Uh, space restrict? No. Uh, space uh, Minecraft. No, no, like is it a game? No, no, like like uh, what do they call when you're when you're not limited to a certain area? I'm having a brain fart. Um, uh, not financial freedom. Uh, location freedom. Whatever you know, what I'm talking about like you're not. Li- you can literally work from out, so you're not stuck to one spot, yeah. one area. You have. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> whatever. I have a freedom to go travel and do whatever I want from my laptop, and I yeah. can still make a living. Like I did the math. I, financial freedom. Uh, it's not because nah, you're financial. It's nah, uh, money. Um, it's location, but uh, living. Nah, I, get, I, get, I get what you're I saying. Well, I don't know why I'm having. I'm gonna have to Google this because it's gonna bother me. <laughs> it's all good. But man. when I saw that, I was buzz. like, "Man, what am I? I have the knowledge. I have the drive. Like, um, yeah. Like, why am I still doing this? So I guess they call it location freedom. You know, like the, just being able to like not have have an office like literally wherever you're at. Yeah, like do the van thing. Live in a van as long as I got internet, you know, like that's man, I bro, I've, if if it weren't for my current girlfriend, I would be living um we actually went to school with somebody, Mariah Marquez. She lives in uh California. She still lives in a van. She's got a, a like a skateboard company. She's she's it's so successful right now. It's it's doing great. That's I had funny. her on the show. That's the second person you've told, I've met that does did the van thing. Uh Colby uh Burnett did the van thing. For no a shit. Long. 
uh, talked to Landon Woodard. They went up to he's like in Oregon or somewhere's running there, just yeah. dirt bike and van, you know. And I actually applied for the Michelob Ultra yeah. position not too long ago. That one they have open right now for the Pure Gold CEO. Yeah, yeah. This was actually my photo submission for that application. I know the viewers can't see this, but it's on my page. Oh shit! Damn, that's a badass picture. It took four people to get that photo. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's the, sick, though, the bro. Cap, the caption is, you know, me trying to land the job of my dreams. Yeah, and it's like me ripping it out of the water. So like they had a that a promotion thing. So damn. six months they pay for everything. that had to have been your concept too. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff. That's I want. sick, bro. But I learned that kind of creativity by doing other kinds of photography and then applying it to outdoor. You know? Yeah. So how long did it take you guys to capture that? About twenty minutes. For real? One person oh, holding, bad. one person holding the boat, another person working the camera, another person with a fishing pole holding the bottle, and then me and we're all just kinda like Oh, just working together. Yeah, like yeah. a freaking puppet with strings, you know. So it seemed like that'd take like a few hours. That's a badass picture. Well once like I I know how to do it. So it's like and I did the same thing with a spinnerbait and some other like when you know how to create the photo, yeah. It's just sitting down and doing it. Right, know? right, like, right. Just getting it uh, done. Something as simple, so I'll show you. Yeah, just getting that shit done for sure. Uh, Pano. So we're in your office right now. Yeah. Sit right there. Don't move. Stay very still. Let me see where you're at. Right here. Do not move. So if you don't have a wide-angle lens, you can still take a wide-angle photo by taking a Pano sideways. Damn. That's sick. <laughs> People don't even realize. Yeah, look how good that picture is, too. That's the You got the Pro, huh? I, yeah. got the, I got the shitty little 11. This is the 11, but the Pro, the only, the, the only difference is the wide-angle lens. You can still do this. Okay, okay. So let me see. Go to your camera settings. You probably don't even realize that your camera's at 720. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, where's your actual so you know when you go in here so you know you've got all your settings down here yeah so your ISO you can change your, your blur and your uh, focal length but when you go down to your portrait so you actually have an f-stop like you would on a normal camera yeah so the higher the f-stop the less blurry the background is so like say that's your oh so that's shit. your focal point so uh, yeah you, honestly I never knew what that was so, at, yeah. so the lower the number the more blurry the background okay okay so see how blurry that is, and then if I up it, it's less blurry. Then Damn, then yeah, bro, because I, I love portrait mode. So you can all change the your studio settings, and there's a couple photos I've taken. Like, oh, this was it stage light? Yeah, stage light, and then take it, and it's all about angles, you know. God so damn, cool. son. Damn. Put the stage light on it so it only does that one part and blacks <laughs> everything else out. Damn, son. People don't even realize they pay $1,000 for something and they don't even realize what it can do. Yeah, bro. I, I never realized, like, all this shit on this phone. You know, you think, oh, it's just a new. You're just paying for this shit to, to say you have the new. Dude, even the, you know, like, so go to your photo again and then uh, click on the can. Now click and hold. Box double up. Yeah. Now you're focused at this length, so... Now you're in out of focus. Yeah. Now you're in focus. You can also adjust the lighting, and it locks it locks it in. Damn. So son. you're doing video and stuff like that. You lock in everything so the exposure stays the same. Bro, that's I've spent that's wild. <laughs> well, nowadays people are making so much money off their phones, and you know you do 4K on your phone. Yeah. Um, you can you can do full on like really good quality vlogs on your phone. My next for my next goal for the next two months, and I told that's that's funny. I got my coworker; he does portrait photography, and uh, yeah. 
my goal for the next two months is to see what I can create with just my phone. Yeah. You know, some of my best videos I made for other people have been from my phone. Like I got a girl right now I did a photo shoot with and her video just broke a million views and we did it with my phone. That's crazy. I've seen some YouTube, uh, like just, uh, guys you know that made full-on movies with their phone oh 100 percent yeah before before we go man i want to show you this too i'm sure you've seen ads for this if you hover this over your it's just nfc enabled you hover it over your phone it'll pop up uh like all my information and for everybody listening there it is and you just click on it it has all my information uh shouts out to link it's l-i-n-q i'm trying to get these guys on the sponsors eventually it'll happen i've seen this but uh it's a it's an nfc near field communication uh enabled card has all your information it's just a step above qr codes you know you can focus in on the qr code on the back but this card if you want to give somebody information you're in a rush you tap it to the back of your phone um, and you have all the information. All right there, man. You know, that. it's, That's it's, really nice. Right. You know, just given the attention span is shit, and we touched on that today, um, it's it's easy. You know, it literally takes a few seconds. You have everybody's information. So it's cool, man. It's a, it's a cool little card. Technology's fucking wild, man. We're, we're going... I think this is just the beginning, though. You know, the internet and everything is is so young. I mean, Dude. think about it. When we were in school, what, 10, 12 years ago? Bro, uh, I had a we, Motorola we had, flip phone. <laughs> exactly. We had flip phones, bro. We didn't have... These kids have iWatches in, in school now, you know? Like, you know, you got to... You can... just The teacher can be talking about something. You can have a bitch recording until it's to find you the answer to whatever the fuck they were just talking about, you know? And we had to go, man, how many people you see with, like, duct tape on their phone? And well, stuff, I, like, remember do, I remember doing this in class, like. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, uh, my kids will never understand the, the, the possibility. Like, like, hey, you know, I, oh, so-and-so's got an extra phone. Go talk to them. You know, like, they yeah. get the part. Like, we mix in parts and, like, oh, who's got a phone that's not exactly. broke? You know, like, let me swap the SIM, <laughs> let me swap the SIM card real quick Bro. so the phone that works, you know. And it's I like, can still remember in junior high when the Razor came out like the i remember when everybody had like five of them things yeah (laughs) and like you were the shit if you had a razor i still had like a little piece of shit like sprint flip phone i remember my buddies having like the burnt orange razor the black one and then it was the after that it was the lg envy envy everybody had like six of those things broke all the time yeah then the chocolate yeah Yeah. bro like that's that was the first form of touchscreen yeah man we've been through some shit (laughs) Yeah, man, but I appreciate you coming in, bro. And um, I, I mean, we could try this again. <laughs> I, I had to ask you about that though. Um, how can everybody reach you? You know, Instagram and everything. Oh yeah, so Instagram's Longrun09, L O N G R O N O nine, and then my uh, my link tree's on there to all my all my social media apps. So and it's not private either. Uh, that's another thing. I mean, I don't really understand why people here, especially creators, have their stuff private. Like I never understood that either. Like why? If, like if you're gonna put stuff out there, like I, I want everybody to see my stuff. So my link tree's underneath there. Click it. It brings you to all my different links. So whatever your forte is, like I got a fishing YouTube, but I've got a media YouTube as well. You know, I got a media page, but I got my personal page. So it's whatever anybody wants to look at, and that's how you reach me. And then also, um, if anybody has any questions, you know, like yeah, I, I get bored. So like like this week, I got Justin Langston. Uh, we're doing a photo shoot for BMX on Wednesday, nice. and doing some different types of photos. Like people want to collab or they want to yeah. come out and learn. Like I have no problem giving people who really want to learn. You know, yeah, hell just yeah. Send me a DM. For sure. Hell yeah, man. Well, it was a pleasure having you on, brother. I appreciate right, you appreciate taking it. the time out of your day, man, for sure. Until next time, everybody. Peace.